strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Welcome to those of you who are watching this live. I appreciate you so much. Let us know in the comment whether you're here through um, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Thank you so much for those of you who might watch this on the replay later in the day or later in the week. Put hashtag replay in the comments so both my guests and I know that you're watching the replay. And last but not least, I want to do a special shout out to those of you who listen to Strategy Talks as a podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And before I bring my guests on, I want to do a shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, I'm going to introduce you to my guest, bring her up on screen, and then I'll tell you who she is. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Hi, Noreen. Good morning. So nice to see you again. So for those of you who don't know, Kate Scavich is a serial entrepreneur and has a decade of experience in digital marketing and in inbound sales. She's used to wearing many hats and knows from personal experience the struggle of building a company from the ground up. Kate is co-founder and head of marketing at Wave.Video, a world-class online video creation platform for agencies and creators that helps to scale video creation, editing, and repurposing. And we will be talking about that in just a minute. Holding a master's degree in applied math allows Kate to say that numbers and KPIs in particular are girls' best friend. I love that. When I read your bio, Kate, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love the funny intros and bio. So how are you this morning? Great. That's Great. awesome. And you're joining us from the Boston area, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So the first question I have, I gave you a list of questions that I never do this to anybody, but I'm going to do it to you. How do you pronounce niche? Do you say niche or niche? More like niche. Niche. Which one? Niche. Niche. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Years ago, I'll tell you a funny story. Years ago, um, I was going to a potential client. This was when I lived in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And um, I was visiting client. They had a big real estate company and they wanted me to come out and see what they had before they hired me. And I kept saying niche, niche, niche. And he finally looked at me with this big Southern accent and goes, girl, you're in the South now. We call it niche. So <laughs> Anyway, I thought this was funny. You know, we're saying grow influence in your niche. So we're going to talk, talk about that. So um, let's dive right in. So how do you define a niche when we talk about business? Kate, well, how do you, you know if we're going to go grow influence, we want to know about a niche first. How deep should we go if we're a business? Well, if you're just starting, it's better to, know, to go as narrow as possible. <laughs> So the more uh, the smaller your niche, the easier uh, to get establish your presence in this niche, uh, niche, and <laughs> uh, it's easier to dominate it or you know grow your influence, uh, find people uh, who are interested 
about this niche and uh, from them when you establish your influence and your audience then you can add like next niches around it so so start really small i'm gonna play devil's advocate so you start really small that means you have a super small audience right but in the beginning it's important to have small but engaged audience and uh, people who really interested uh, in this niche it's also easier to get some media attention when you uh, specialist in like small niche if like somebody in this area interested in this particular uh, thing they rather will go to someone who specializes exactly on that okay um, so and if you're watching or listening to this there are some amazing examples of incredible niches on youtube I mean, you can find somebody who does mushroom walks in, you know, the Northeast or somebody who um, creates food for chameleons and shares with you how to do it. Like there's all these incredible niches out there. So if you're looking for something really specific, actually have found Etsy another gate. If you're looking for a very niche product. Etsy is a great place between Etsy and YouTube. You should be able to find somebody who really specializes in that one thing that you want. And I love what you said. So start with that small audience and get them engaged. Is that getting engagement? Is that a key to growing your influence, Kate? Uh, in the beginning, yes. But uh, when you say about this food for chameleon, if I would pick a niche, I would still make sure that there is enough market uh when when you grow your influence to feed your business so this obviously great if the niche is really small but you need to check uh if there is enough enough interest around it for your business to grow to grow to the point uh to which you imagine it to grow i i guess it's uh very important to check how much um how large the audience is, the potential audience is? Yeah, and how much yeah. interest uh, there is on Google, for example. There are like special tools like SEMrush or HDFs where you can go and check keywords and see how much traffic uh, asking about these keywords monthly. And that's a great indicator on, you know, how many people you can potentially attract into your business. And then you, you should go as narrow as you want and check how much interest will be on this particular, um, you know, niche that you are looking to. And maybe that will help you to identify your real niche, where there is enough influence to start, uh, mm -hmm. enough interest, enough of uh, people who are interested in it. But uh, you still need to think about growing it and not to be like, if it's five people, probably you can't make business if uh, your margin is on each. Right, right. So, so we're so that's that's really good. If you if you a business, what if you started a business from a passion project, right? Because I think that was that example of the chameleon. So my mind strategically goes to okay. So there's quite a few people out there who owns chameleons or you know iguana. So maybe you can say instead of chameleons iguanas and other you know pets like uh, lizards right and then you can make that homemade food and then people love it and you get engagement and then you're going to add maybe um i'll add rodents maybe i'll start doing food for rodents so having that strategic plan to build out that niche you start really small but then you go so a lot of people that have these passion products start with that really really specific i think that if you are looking to grow a business and you're just getting started look to those people 
who start it from that place of, I absolutely love that. I want to tell the world about this product of service, right? And when, when a business gets really big and they don't know what to say on social media, that's actually the place that I start is, why did you start this business? What, wanted, what attracted you to providing the service or creating this product? Because who did you want to serve and what problem were you solving? So that makes so much sense. So, um, so strategically, we kind of talked about that a little bit, you know, because we are in strategy talk. So strategically, you want to make it small. You don't want to make it too small. If you're a business, um, how about a niche? Would it be, would that include an audience? Would that also include a location? Would that include where you're going to start out on social? Are those all things that 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 box in that niche um, initially? Okay. Location is a great way of narrowing your audience. So this is perfect. If, if you think about your business and it can be local, even if it's like a, a potentially world <laughs> influence in software, still you can start in one, in one niche. And this way people, world of mouse is more like dense in mm -hmm. this location, you know, and you can do more. Uh, everything like ads will be cost less if they geo... Uh, narrowed and all the stuff should be taken into consideration when you're trying to uh, start and grow your business and again um, when you're choosing your niche you may also think about your competitors uh, if it's local it's less competitive because it's less likely people who talk about chameleons are in your area <laughs> obviously and again uh, thinking about your niche you may check your competitors even because uh, at some point, they could be your collaborators. When your niche is small and you are not compete directly, you can start and learn from them, um, kind of uh, share the audience, and all that stuff could be working uh, in the beginning very well. And uh, it's working for both for you and for your competitors to be in the beginning because you're both growing uh, your audience and it's like uh, connected vessels, right? You grow your audience, somebody grow their audience. And um, I, I love that. So you talk about collaboration and partnerships between two small, especially geographically um, near each other locations, businesses. Um, and I have an example for that because um, I love giving examples for people to like, so say you have a college counselor in your hometown of Boston and he wants to eat, eat, reach an audience of uh, middle school and high school parents because that's who his audience is. You could partner with a driving school who also target the parents of teenagers who need to start learning how to drive and, and be really safe on the road and even potentially partner with a insurance agent who insures, you know, cars and children who start teenagers who start writing, uh, driving. So what if all three of you form a partnership and reach out to those parents together and, and, and get your marketing dollars together, you tap into the same audience and share. So I, I love that. That's a great way to grow your influence. Um, so let's go. Um, why? you know, let's talk about video because you're the video expert. You're from a company called um, wave.video. I'm going to put the banner up for those of you who are watching. Um, check out wave.video if you never have. I'm a user. I've been using it. And actually our intro and outro videos are created on wave.video. Um, so why is video an important component to grow and influence in your niche? Uh, 
first of all, because we as, consu as consumers love to watch video versus uh, reading articles. That's a fact already. And uh, just because our consumers like to consume videos, uh, we as the marketers and business owners uh, should produce more of it. And it has higher ROI return on investment. Uh, so even though it's harder, it still bring more investment uh, um, return on the time and uh, effort that you put into creating it. Well, you just mentioned something, you know, it's harder, but actually with tools like wave.video, it's a lot easier to create video and create good video content, right? You can do most people that use your tool, you can use it from your phone, correct? You can create video on your phone and and create amazing, um, you know, ads. The, one of the tools that I love that you have is subtitles. Makes it so easy, right? Underneath, you know, you create a video, it listens to the audio and it creates the subtitles. You can make it look really great and then you can publish it. And then people, um, if, even if they have the sound off, they can watch your video and know what you're saying. I love that feature. And when you put your video on social, uh, most of the people do start watching it with sound off. So you have to <laughs> remember about it. And that's why subtitles is, uh, you know, uh, saviors. And that's what engages people in the first place in your video. And it's very important um, on social because you do want people to watch your video more than uh, three seconds. Yeah. Subtitles help. Yeah. So if somebody says, I don't want to do any video, it makes growing your influence a lot harder, correct? Because you don't have that one-on-one -on -one connection with people. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, so right now, after, in the pandemic, we've learned that the best way after talking to a person directly, talk to them on video and lives like we have right now is a great tool to connect with your audience, to bring your content, uh, your value toward them as close as possible and get feedback from them. That's very important too, especially when you start and you need to collect feedback from your audience and engage with them. And live videos is the best second tool after actual <laughs> connection with people. Yeah. Right. So when so so when you're talking on live video, it's like having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with thousands, potentially thousands of people. And I want to say hello to Dude Classic, who's here watching us on YouTube. So thank you for being here with us and saying good morning. Um, so Kate, so we were in the green room talking about um, repurposing video, right? Because what if you have video that you've created a long time ago? And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there. And, and if you're watching this or listening to this, it might be you. You've created a video, you post it on social, you might give it a home on YouTube, and you move on and create the next piece of video. And then you create the next piece of video. But what if you didn't put it on YouTube? Or what if, you know, this video is five years old and you didn't do anything with it? You are working on a solution for that. Right, Kate? What are you working on at Way Video that's going to really blow people's minds and that can really step up your game with influence? Well, uh, we're working on a bunch of stuff. Uh, basically, the goal is to bring in about 200 different uh, video formats from um, less popular to be converted into more popular on our platform. And we're talking not about formats, but... Um, link to your video, like YouTube videos, some platforms, and you uh, help uh, to put video on so people will watch. And everything could be kind of easily 
brought to the platform change uh, format in, into more popular, like MP4, for example, if, if you know formats. But uh, no matter what format is, you don't have to know all those details, technical, you just bring the video to our platform, we uh, kind of change the format into more popular, so it will be seen everywhere by everyone. And that will help a lot because we know there is a lot of uh, traffic, a lot of people asking for that on social. We always kind of check. <laughs> check. You're, you're listening. You're listening to your people and your influencers. You have influence. Um, I was on your Facebook page the other day and I was like, you have a lot of followers. There's a lot of people asking questions. So you're doing a very good job growing influence within your niche. You are the video experts that I go to when I have a question. So if you are watching or listening to this and you have older video, maybe you created a commercial years ago and spent thousands of dollars because that's what we used to do, right? Spend thousands of dollars on production of this one video. This was before we knew we could go live, before live streaming was available. Um, and that's kind of the old way of thinking. Now, anybody with a smartphone can go out into the field, create video um, and create pretty great video um, with minimal editing skills and, you know, put it out on social. But if you have some of these older formats and you want to bring them, revitalize them, bring them um, to social, um, then wave.video is going to be a great platform for you to check out in 2023. So um, what's coming up with video? We're talking about influence. We know video is important. What's happening with video in 2023? Do you have any ideas, any trends that you're seeing? Any? Because um, last year was really vertical video, right? TikTok style, short form video. I keep hearing things, people saying, go to YouTube shorts. What are some of the things that you're seeing? And of course, we're live streaming right now to YouTube, to LinkedIn, to Facebook, to Twitter. So I know that this video is being watched in all these different places. What do you see, Kate? Well, I see that this trend of 2022 will continue 2023, but with scaling. So more people will uh, come to uh, TikTok you can believe it or not, but it's still very early, <laughs> not very early, but still early on a platform compared to others. And uh, basically, it's just trend which coming into, you know, more strong uh, and uh, be being more pronounced on social. So if you have some videos, you don't have to change the format if it's still <laughs> uh, fine. But you might want to pick like most interesting parts of this video, uh, cut this like 10, 15 seconds and place it everywhere. So the more platforms you are present on, the more likely people will come to your main platform when you sell, it could be your website, it could be wherever, uh, your coffee shop. But the more you uh, cut videos from your marketing materials or for existing materials and place it everywhere, it's more likely people uh, come into your you know, home base. Yeah. So I think about it as a, a solar system. If sun is the place where you sell your products, so all these planets and everything is around it, something that bring uh, in uh, people uh, to that platform, you still need to put this little content here and there because uh, statistically people buying uh, from you when they already have at least six contacts six encounters wow, six different wow that's 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 incredible that's a lot so um i had another question and it just went out just poof went this way um i wanted to talk about video influence um formats that's where i was going so 
does do you to grow your influence with video? And this is the big question that small business owners that are watching this, do you have to be on video yourself to grow your influence in your niche with video? Can it be other people to grow your influence? Can it be your staff? Can it be your social media manager? Can it be your products? Or do you, if you want to grow this influence, do you need to be on that video yourself? What is your opinion? Well, if you want to grow your influence, I mean, if it's a product, you don't you don't have to be on that video. <laughs> Probably product do have to be on your video, yes. Uh, and staff can do it for you. But if you want to grow your influence, absolutely, you have to be on this video if, because you are talking about your personal branding, right? And again, um, speaking of that, being on the video will grow your influence and um people with influence they kind of worth more you know that that i would say even if you work for someone and you grow this influence so if you have a chance to do it yourself if you're comfortable enough it's uh, probably for small businesses a better advice to be on that video uh, because it's just you know uh, grow your personal value right and if if you had to pick and i know i didn't prepare any of these questions but i'm throwing at you. you had to pick one platform where you say, okay, let's do a strategic plan for you. We're going to grow your influence on niche with video. Start on this platform. Where would you send them? Well, I would put, put um, YouTube as number one. Okay. Um, maybe TikTok if you want to grow like rapidly and connect with others because TikTok is more like, okay, let's do it together. If you do it with someone, your results are much better than if you do it alone. So if you have enough connections in your audience, start on TikTok, but uh, bring uh, YouTube as well because YouTube is a second searching engine. And if your business depends on, you know, uh, collecting people from <laughs> everywhere, basically it depends on your business, I would say. Uh, TikTok is a great uh, place to start, but okay, if you sell courses, of course, probably... You want to start with a closed content and put some pieces on YouTube, but yeah. Okay. So it depends. So if you're a personal brand and you have connections, you're already growing your influence currently, you recommend somebody starts on TikTok and do collaboration videos, partnerships, working mm -hmm. with other people, create some content that gets shared across multiple audiences, which makes a lot of sense. If you are producing larger videos and if you have a product, if you have a service and you want web traffic, then you recommend people go to YouTube. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I was at Social Media Marketing World last year. I know you were there too, Kate. And one of the things, the big takeaways that I got was that on TikTok, people gather an audience. On YouTube is where they make the money. So a lot of these TikTok stars are moving their audience from TikTok with you know millions of them to YouTube and they are instant um, instantly paid by YouTube because YouTube pays a lot more than 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 TikTok does. So um, it's a very interesting phenomenon. So you you've got a test, right? I mean that's you were talking about ROI earlier. Uh, you know what's the ROI of video? What's the ROI of growing influence? You've got to be able to put some numbers. So what should people be looking for? Um, when they're starting out, growing an influence? Are they looking for more followers? Are they looking for more web traffic? Are they looking for sales? Kate, how would you define a growing influence within a niche? 
uh, growing influence. Of course, it depends on business. <laughs> um, if if you know that your conversion is like one person buy from you from a thousand, <laughs> you you kind of need to do your math and uh, figure out. But working both on attracting more people and making your funnel wider and making it wider in the end, like trying to increase conversion from a thousand to two people versus one. That that both something that you need to look into and look into your numbers in the funnel and see where the main drop is. So if, for example, most people, you know, drop from you at step X, whatever, then you need to work on this step X to make this uh, funnel wider. But I would say it it's all depends. Okay, awesome. Well, this was a great um, session. I loved it. I'm going to put the banner of Wave video, Wave.video back up if you want to check it out. If you're looking for a video editing tool, I've been using Wave for like five years, I think, four years, five years. Um, I visit your offices in 2018 in Boston. It was wonderful. Um, I've met a bunch of your crew. So if you're looking to get started with video, um, Wave.video makes it very easy to edit. Um, and once again, the little intro and outro that I have on this show, I made in Wave.video. And I get questions about it all the time. So that's great. Kate, for those who want to connect with you personally, mm -hmm. where can they find you? Where are you active on social media? Uh, try to connect uh, Facebook or LinkedIn. It's okay. It's and it's super easy. That's awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for uh, being with us this morning. And for those of you who were here live, we appreciate you. Those of you who watch this in the replay, if you have questions for Kate or myself as a follow-up on this topic, Grow Influence in Your Niche with Video, put hashtag replay and your question in the comments. And for those of you who were with, with us um, as podcast listeners, we really appreciate you being here. I'll be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. Thank you so much. Bye, Kate. Bye, everyone.